Hey everyone and welcome to The Philip Show. I'm super excited that uh, you are here. So before we get started, grab your coffee. Um, this one is from um, Africa, but I don't know what kind. But it's from Africa. You know, we're in the, um, in the season of kind of wrapping up and getting cozy. So I love uh, getting coffee that I'm just not really familiar with. So listen, right now we are in the world of um, entrepreneurs. Because of everything that's been going on, a lot of people are finding that they have these different passions that they may otherwise not have discovered if we were not in the position that we are now with so many things. So today we are talking about positioning for success. And we have a super special guest, one of my favorite entrepreneurs, Angie Oniawa. She is here to give us her perspective, her tools and her expertise about what is an entrepreneur and how can we be successful. So please help me welcome Angie Oniawa. Angie. Hey, Philip. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You look wonderful. Thank you. Might I add? <laughs> I so learned talking, makeup tips from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, gracious. <laughs> so listen, you know all about being an entrepreneur. You know all about that world. But I want to start from the beginning. A lot of people are taking the step right now to say, hey, I want to launch out on my own. But for you, you started becoming an entrepreneur just because of your journey. How did you even get started? Yeah, you know, it's a, it, when I look back, it's an interesting journey because I've been an entrepreneur for 32 years. Um, you know, I went to school, I got a degree, I got a degree in social work um, because, you know, I just love being out and about in the community and um, just always doing different things. That's key number one, different things. <laughs> and, um, you know, at, I started that social work career and, you know, three years into it, went through a divorce and my finances were upside down. Mm -hmm. Back then, social workers, I was making $5 an hour and I wow. had a two-year-old. So I had to do something different. You know, I kept my social work job because I love that. But I was working some retail stuff at night and on the weekends. And I just was never home, you know, with my with my child. And a friend of mine um, got into a direct sales company and she kept saying, Angie, you need to try this. I'm doing so great. You know, you can make so much extra money. And I was just like, oh, no, that is not for me. I went to school to get a degree. So I would never have to do anything like that. I mean, yeah. I was your typical snob, yeah. you know. But I watched her, you know, over the next few months and I saw her all of a sudden starting to have extra cash. And so when I finally sat down and looked at it, I thought, OK, instead of doing all the retail hours and the nights and weekends, let me look at selling something. Mm. And, you know, it took off, you know, sales. You can write your ticket in life with sales. That's one thing that I learned early. I was great at sales. I love the product and I was selling a lot of it. And I dug myself out of a huge financial hole by wow. just selling a product, not even looking at management pieces of anything, just selling the product. And so, you know, today before I got on, I was thinking, you know, Angie, where even before that, did that entrepreneurial bug come from? And, you know, yeah. my father was military. 
And when he retired, he went in sales. You know, I'm like, oh, he was a salesperson. My dad was on several different car lots. But you know what? He was always the salesman of the month. And on our refrigerator, we would cut his picture out. And every month you would see his picture across our refrigerator. And you know what? My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Wow. She was an entrepreneur. Did you know that? Because you no, I did it I, well. So, so you not only kind of were thinking about it and you saw this, but in your own family, there was an example. It was already there and I didn't even realize it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, my mother was always there when we went to school and then we came home. And, you know, I used to think she sat on the couch all day and watched soap operas, you know, <laughs> because she never worked while we were growing up. But you know what? She built a phenomenal business. Um, you know, she did decorating type stuff. And oh, so we saw women come into the house on Saturdays and then they'd leave with all these boxes. And as I got older into teenage years, even today, I can remember things. I'd hear her on the phone coaching these women and building them up and all of that. You know, and I'd see her coming home and winning big diamond rings and stuff. So wow. my father over here as a master car salesperson, retired wow. from the military, my mom over here as an in-home decorator, but both at the top of their games. So, you know, it, it was just natural, I think, when I found, found a product I could get behind that I had those basic tools to get out there and yeah. build a business. So while you're building your business, because you do you do a lot, you know, for everybody who doesn't know, we don't have time on this show enough to talk about everything that Angie does and does expertly. I don't know if that's the way you say it, but is an expert in all of these. So you continued on, you moved from products and now you're doing so many amazing things. One of the questions that I have, because I know that other people are going to have it. In entrepreneurship, there are a lot of ups because yours sounds so encouraging. And I also know that there's the other side where you have to really decide that you're going to work through some of the pressures and decide that you're going to work through some of the things that maybe you really don't have to when you just have a nine to five job. How did you maintain your drive and your determination to not only say I'm going to be an entrepreneur, but to push through and say I'm going to continue to be an entrepreneur? You know, I think it's something that you learn. And so one of the things I tell anybody that is looking at an entrepreneurial business is you have to stick to it. Mm. You know, in sales, they go up and they go down. Everything that goes down has to come back up. Now, you may be down there longer than you want to be, yeah. but eventually it's going to come back up. And people that don't make it an entrepreneurial business, they get to the bottom, they get scared. They start listening to people over here saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? and they quit instead mm. of knowing that they were right on the other edge of almost going up. And wow. so entrepreneurs have to have thick skin and you've got to be resilient. You've got to be resilient. Wow. And the more that you go down and you come up, the more that you build that resiliency muscle. Wow. The more you go down and the more you come up, the mm -hmm. more you build that resiliency. So I know that a lot of people, I'm sure, including you, was very um, tried when COVID hit. It hit all of us. And mm -hmm. when it comes to the entrepreneur, what did you see in the marketplace when it came to that? And what were, was your strategy to navigate that and to navigate it successfully? Mm -hmm. You know, I think the buzzword for 2020, 2021 is pivot, right? Mm -hmm. How many times have we heard the word pivot? 
Yeah. How many new, new books have we seen about pivoting? Okay. I mean, mm -hmm. that is yeah. the word. You got to pivot. You got to pivot. And, yeah. you know, in our business, when COVID first hit, it was like, we're doomed because <laughs> we are in home kind of business. Like we have you around the table. We are doomed. We are a product that people need to try. We are mm -hmm. doomed. You know what? That lasted about one day. You know, it's, it lasted about one day and my mind started churning. And then all of the people that I partner with, their mind started churning. And when I tell you we did a pivot that yeah. in 2021, our business doubled what yeah. it did without being in the pandemic. We all learned what Zoom was, right? We all learned WebEx. We all learned StreamYard. We yeah. learned those things that we fought before because we didn't think we needed it. And we mm -hmm. learned how to successfully sell online. And so, you know what, the way I kind of related it when it first happened and when I was first talking to the people on my team, I said, you know what, we have just been given our own Amazon stores. And I know you've heard me say that, Philip. Yeah. It's our own Amazon store. And so it's what are you going to choose to do with it? Amazon is online. They are the biggest out there. If yeah. they can sell everything online and they even sell some of the things we sell, absolutely. If yeah. we're focusing on our, our one thing online, we can do it. And so it was pivoting in your head, number one, that you could do it. Not again, listening to the people over here that said, okay, what are you going to do now? Yeah. What are you going to do now? I call them the couch critics. Right. Yeah. Right. I like that. The couch critics. Yeah. They now are looking at us like, oh, wow, look at what they're doing now over there, you know? Yeah. So one of the things that I love about what you're saying is that you are giving principles because some people are out there and they have a different type of business. They may be a speaker or they may be an influencer or they may be something else and not a direct salesperson. But I love what you're saying because it's applicable across the board. You can be a public speaker, but you still have to shift. Right. and find out how to get my message, my product, whatever that is in front of people and, and learn to be successful in that way. Try it, like you said, you know, some things may be a little bit, you might be taken aback because it might be new to you. Zoom was new to everybody. But no matter your market, you know, what you're saying has so much, so much power. And, and in that time, you even developed new products, if you will, that help people to navigate successfully. What what are those? Yeah, you know, Philip, in the beginning, you were saying, okay, and she does a lot of things. <laughs> One of the other things that I do is, you know, and I'm a, a co-partner in another company, Charisma Factor, and we've always worked, help, our tagline was helping people, helping develop people, helping people become the best that they can be. And it is with speakers, you know, it's speakers out there, um, you know, doing events. So I'm the event side of the company. I love putting things together. I like sitting down with a customer, hearing what they want to have happening, going out there, making it happen, have them walk in and go, wow, look at, look at this event, you know, and my business partner, she is a speaker. That's what she does. She's out there. So again, for that group of people, they were like, everything I had is now canceled. Yeah. It's now canceled. And so one of the things I immediately did was said, oh no, you're not, we're going online. And so we got those events online and we started doing virtual events, which were phenomenal. Yeah. And so, yes, in that process, I was like, okay, I like what, 
this company has virtually, I like what this company has virtually, but nobody has exactly what I want. And mm -hmm. so, you know, what? I did the research, I found a team and we built a phenomenal platform where people that are, it's for groups, it's for, for I call it group spaces, for people that want to just bring their people together in a place that looks like theirs, their pictures on the banner, their videos, they can go in there, they can meet, they can have all their training in there. And so for our speakers, it's the same thing. We have speakers that have those spaces so that when their people go in there, they see all of their stuff and they can click their classes and take the classes and things that, that they offer. So, you know, that's one way that I pivoted to, to help that piece of the business that I do. For the other business that I do. See, I told y'all. See, here she goes. I told you all out there. She's busy. She's busy. I know, which is the one we're talking about, which is a di direct sales piece. You know, um, in the event planning space, people always want products branded for themselves. So I've always been able to go out and source products for people, you know, for their events and things like that. But okay, now, how do all of these people that have all of these products sell them without always having to go to an Amazon? And so we put together virtual fairs and where, you know, these companies could say, okay, we want our virtual fair to be for three weeks and we put it together and they get all the vendors and they have their booths and all of that works online. And so, you know, it's been a year and a half process between those two things because I had to find a team. They are not um, in this country. And so it was a language barrier. But I'm going to tell you, it is something that it is now finished. And both of those, those pieces are working and they're working really successfully. One of the things that's amazing about what you just said, because that's a lot, but I want to go back to the time frame. So you said this is about a year and a half in the works. You mm -hmm. started this as a positive response mm -hmm. to what was going on because of COVID, correct? Right, exactly. That exactly. is, if that ain't a pivot and a half. So there's this <laughs> pandemic going on. It's affecting business as for everybody as we know it. And your response is providing the public an opportunity to continue their business in a successful and innovative and creative way all virtually that can span yeah. even after the pandemic. Right. You just hit it on the head after the pandemic. One of my gifts, Philip, is that I look into the future and I don't just look at where I am now, but I'm like, where are we going to be when we come out of this? Yeah. I started developing these things for when we come out of it, mm -hmm. because we're not going to come out the same way we went in. OK, events are never going to be exactly what they were. So we need to have something in place that it's going to be part one way, part another. I think the hybrid is is the way that a lot of things are going to be. And yeah. so what I worked on is something that will work great for hybrids. But also, I think people got comfortable being at home. They're like, wow, I can make as much money at home in my computer, you know, instead of renting a space over here and hauling all of my products across country here. And so those two things have made it easier for people to be able to do both things, not just pick, let me do it this way or this way. Now there is an option. Wow. And, and options are, are tremendous. So specifically about the, um, the packages and the product and the, uh, event space, the virtual event space that you put together. 
for your, and this is a market, you know, in marketing, for your marketing and somebody that's kind of listening, how do they know if they personally, and I'm going to use the word qualify, that might not be the best word, but how do I know if that opportunity is for me? If you are a leader and you have people that follow you, then that space is for you. Mm -hmm. If you need to bring people to a place where you can all gather, then that place is for you. You know, I said to myself, you know, we've been in Zoom forever. People now, what we hear is, oh, I don't want to have to get on another Zoom. You know, but we're still virtual. So let's make it a little different. They're not mm -hmm. going to feel like they're in another Zoom because when they get over in your little group space or your little playground, it's going to look like something different because you can change it every time they come in there. So that's going to keep them coming back because yeah. it's different. Yeah. That is true. I'm excited. I'm like seeing it in my head. I'm like, ooh, I want to go. Oh, yeah, we get Philip show. We can put you on there. Listen, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> so, okay. So you work with a lot of, and, and we've heard, but you through throughout the years and throughout your journey, you have you have no option but to work with people that mm -hmm. are successful and people that are looking to expand. In that group of people, as the expert that you are and working with them, what is one thing that you see pretty consistently that you could say this really jeopardizes your opportunity for success? Um, it would be not being courageous, not, yeah. not wanting to step out. I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You've got to have courage to step out and do something different. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's not. And so you've got to believe in your gut that this is your passion, that you believe whatever it is you want to teach or whatever it is you want to sell. And you've got to be willing to go through it. You know, yeah. you can't listen to the people over here that, you know, are saying, OK, you've been doing this for six months and this isn't working. You need to do something else. Mm -hmm. If it is in your gut and it is your passion and you keep going for it you are eventually going to do what you wanted to do. And the people I see stop, you know, and, and you know, in this business, sometimes I'm like, she stopped too soon. If she mm. had just, you know, but it's, it's your passion. It's got to be your drive. I can't push you past where you're comfortable, but I can push you if you're scared and you want to keep going. But when you get to a place where you're done, you know, then we, we, we can't help people there. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's got to be specifically in the, I guess, the mentor kind of position, because right. a lot of times entrepreneurs, they're looking, you, you hit it on the head, you know, you can't do it for them. Right. You know, you, they have to have the drive, they have to have the passion, you can give them the tools or lead them to the tools, but they have to do something. When you started um, your entrepreneur kind of journey, which, you know, considerable, you know, what was one thing that you wish you had known prior to jumping in? Hmm. If you work harder and you're more serious in the beginning, that you will get there faster. Because I know I played around a lot because it was fun. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, I wasn't interested in, in management and some of those things. I was just interested in selling a product but I would say really do the investigative work all the way across all of the things that, that management wise that company could offer because you may work a little bit different in the beginning. I think for me, I call myself a multi-creative because 
I'll do something for three hours and then I'm going to go do something else, yeah. you know? And so I, I always say I'm kind of a little bit different in that realm because I don't think I could have just done one thing mm. and been happy doing just one thing because like yeah. right now I probably do three things, but you know, I, I mix them all up. You know, you get tired of one and you go do the other, but you know what? All of them are successful. When you're, when you're speaking to somebody, I love the way that you just said success. When you're speaking to somebody and um, I was just having a, um, a coaching conversation with somebody else about some stuff. And we were talking about, they were using the term next level. Mm. Take your business to the next level. If somebody said that to you as a business strategist and as kind of a business mentor, what would be, I want to take my business to the next level. What would be your first response? Well, my first response would be, let's talk about where you are now. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you're telling me now, this is where you are now. Okay. So you tell me what does next level look like to you? Because everybody's everybody's business is different. So let's talk about what your next level looks like. Okay, got it. All right, now let's work toward that next level. Absolutely. Everybody should always be thinking about their next level. I mean, absolutely. But you know what? You have to be clear about what that is. It might to one person just be selling more, but it might be to somebody else building something different, you know? And so we're at that perfect time of the year kind of winding out December. That's why I always like to tell people, sit down with a pen and paper and write down where you were in 2021. What was it that you wanted to do? What was it you wanted to do? Write all of those things down. Now go back and evaluate. How many of those things did you actually do in 2021? And then now look, as we're going in 2022, are you going to work with that same list that you had in 2021 that you did not accomplish? Are, are some of those things that you put in 2021 things that maybe aren't your thing that you yeah. need to take off and add some different things on there? So, you know what? It's always setting goals, looking, going back and checking your progress as an entrepreneur. You don't just hit it and go. You know, yeah. you're always reading over your goals, readjusting, crossing things out. But we're at the perfect time of the year for people to sit down and do that. And you know what? The majority of the people don't do it. Why do you think that it can be so difficult for people to really create a goal and a strategy or that? Why is it so difficult? You know what? I think a lot of people just don't know how. But mm -hmm. when you look at the top people in sports, when you look at the top people in business, they all set goals and they track. You know, I mean, men that are, you know, football players, they track, don't they? They go in, whether they're tracking weight, they're tracking times, you know, they're trying to beat their best. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurs are, are millionaires, people that are really up there that do really well, they track their success. And I think people just don't know to do that. That would be something I would tell everyone as you go in to 2022 is to sit down and learn how to goal set and to go back and revisit it every 90 days and make adjustments. I love that because that goes back to the importance when we were talking about getting to the next level and you're a proponent of getting to the next level. Let's all get to the next level, but I love it because it circles back. It says right. to get to the next level, we need to understand where we are and then analyze that and say, where is it specifically that I want to go? And let's right. put some pinpoints in there to map out our strategy to get there. Exactly. And you know, the other thing that's so important is to seek out people who are where you want to be. 
whether you're following them on Instagram and Facebook, whether you're joining their classes, or you're, you know, you're attending their conferences, you've got to put yourself in the space of people that are where you want to be. You know, I, you look at the people that you hang around. Are you hanging around people that pull you up? Are you looking, are you hanging around people that you're always pulling up? You want to be hanging around people that are at your level and above. You know, when you look at the five or six people that you take advice from, make sure those people are where you are or above because those are people that pull you up. So your circle of influence, that is also key to your success. Wow. Somebody out there just got their toes crunched. I'm saying <laughs> But that's but that's that's very important. And you hear that a lot. You know, you are who you hang around. You you know, all of these things. And I think when people listen even to you right now and they say, you know, I do want to be here. Let me take some advice mm -hmm. from somebody who has put these things into play. It's like, you know, let me right. look and see where where my energy is is being either fed or taken. Yes. And, you know, is that a good opportunity and is that a good strategy for for my future? It's specifically in business, but personally as well. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, that is deep. Yeah. Well, OK, so, Angie, you know, we could talk forever. We just can. I know we can because we got some stories. We got all kinds of things we could tell them, but we're not going to. Right? Look, what's what's happening? But that's our business. That's like I knew Philip when he was 12, you know, those kind of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so to to kind of take us out and you said it so well throughout but to consolidate it on down as um, a su successful entrepreneur speaking to someone who's listening and they're thinking of taking the steps mm -hmm. and jumping out and saying i want to be a successful entrepreneur as well what advice would you leave them with you know what i would say the number one thing is that talent knowledge, skills, and experience. They may be the building blocks of success, but often the majority of it, it's the mental tools that get entrepreneurs through the journey intact. So work on yourself and the way you work on yourself is by reading, by goal setting, and by paying attention to the people that you let in your ear. I love that. Angio, thank you so much for being here today. I hope you come back and we yeah. want to hear so much more about um, your new projects. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, how should they do that? They can reach out to me on Instagram, on Facebook or by email. All right. So you all reach out to Angie by all of those things and you'll have that information. Um, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure getting all these just these nuggets just dropped on our heads. Thank you, Philip. It's been great. So that is Angie O. And I don't know if you're motivated. I don't know if you're excited. I don't know if you just want to run around the room right now, sit back down and make a list of stuff that you need to do to meet your goals. But I do. So if you don't get anything else out of this, there is a strategy for your success. You have received a crash mentoring course today. So looking to the future, make sure that you map it out. Say where it is that you are right now and say where you want to go and start putting the pieces in there to reach the goal that you want. So thank you for tuning in today. Thank you to Angie O for all of her knowledge. And as usual, you are the best you in the world. We'll see you next time here on The Phillips Show. Don't wait.